everybody we back again hmm. short and sweet Hello. uh i'm spencer nope i'm spencer and of course we have our licensed <laughs> clinical therapist Nas. my body your body dr Nas. This is a different spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, and mental health aspects that surround them. Yep. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do, because I'm trained choreographers. Don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, before we get into the clip, uh, go check out Bubs Naturals and Cure Hydration. You can use the code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. Uh, go check out our merch on our link tree. And then, of course, check out our new sponsors. Don't check out the lines. Check out our new sponsor, Pinfinity, where you can get 20% off some really cool pins. That one's backwards, you fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. You have one job. Hold up the fucking pins, and you can't even do that. <laughs> do you like it when I does it like this? Do you like it? You like it? I like it a lot. Go check out those pins. Check them They're out. Really cool. <laughs> Even the backs are cool. Apparently, I guess. So there you go. Pineapple. Um. Yep. And pineapple. Check it. Uh. Once again, use DSP. Uh. In the code to get twenty percent off your entire order. Uh, and then also go check out Silver Dollar Candle. Uh, they have some really cool candles with uh, some cool uh, taglines on the candles. Yeah. yeah, so go with that. Um, and they have really cool smells too. So go check them out. Um, all of that is in the link tree. So you don't even have to remember it all. It's all right there. So go check out our link tree. Uh, so today... We are checking out a clip from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, specifically, uh, we are checking out the If I Had Sneezed uh, speech, um, which he did the day before he died, April 3rd, 1968. Um, we're going to be talking about existential dread as well as nihilism in this show. So. Yeah. If you don't know what nihilism is, you're about to find out. You're about to know. You might know. Um, so I usually have uh, I usually have a list of things where I talk about characters, scenes, and questions. We got one. We got one. We got one character. We got one character. Dr. Martin Luther King himself. Dr. Luther Luther. Yep. Uh, so not say anything before we get into the clip. Uh, so we're doing just the pure speech. Uh, there's a different YouTube video that we show that's kind of edited, got some really cool like uh, photos that go up, some verbiage that goes up to give you more context of the speech, and like some music that uh, helps with like the mirroring neurons and makes you feel emotions deeply. All the emotions, all the emotions. Um, this is one of my go tos for existential dread and nihilism. And I take people on a on a little journey, where I kind of veer off into the darkened path, until to the Sith. Yeah, uh, to the, the ducks, and then we mosey on backwards towards humanity. And maybe there is a point and a reason to some of the stuff, but at the end, who knows? Maybe we're just some alien playing a video game. Uh, if that is true, fuck my alien bastard. Like, yeah, like, why am I still fat? Like, goddamn, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's like you couldn't have done the exercise challenge. She had skill. Nothing. She couldn't have just put lose ten pounds. Like when you created my avatar. <sighs> Umbuku. <laughs> you, you couldn't have just been like, you know what? I'm going to make him a white dude slender build right now. You're like, no, I'm going to give him an air of like, name. No, he was like darkness, middle, fatness all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Slow, 
can't read like you know <laughs> partially disabled you know i'm just like jesus christ can we you really the- kept the, the some of the some of the tickers on the left side really. yeah so it's low. all the way i got maxed out they're like hey he doesn't need it like you just what did you what did you put the money on Mbuku? <laughs> i love how Mbuku is either like an african name or an alien <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know what other aliens would be called like <laughs> let's get into the clip jesus <laughs> let's get to the clip this is supposed to be a weird sad pod this is being more jokes okay it's all because of you i know who did this welcome to therapy you're like alien buku no (laughs) this is all supposed to be about death and yeah so yeah it's all about not giving a shit about life yeah and you're just like "Mm, buku yep (laughs) Welcome to therapy. Whoop whoop. We're gonna get into it now. So. Oh, this is still going. Whoop, yeah, whoop. I thought it was funny. Hey everyone! Before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. I just ordered their apple cider and vinegar gummies and I'm excited to try them. If you are looking for a high quality all natural health and wellness product, Bubs Naturals is a great option. The company offers a wide variety of items that are designed to improve overall health and well-being. So go check them out and remember to use our code DSP20 when you check out. And with that, let's get into the show. And I want to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. You know, several years ago, I was in New York City autographing the first book that I had written. And while sitting there autographing books, a demented black woman came up The only question I heard from her was, are you Martin Luther King? And I was looking down writing and I said, yes. The next minute I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. That blade had gone through, and the x-rays revealed that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery. And once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood. That's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well, about four days later, they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out, to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital. They allowed me to read some of the mail that came in, and from all over the states and the world, kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them I will never forget. I had received one from the president and the vice president. I've forgotten what those telegrams said. I'd received a visit and a letter from the governor of New York, but I've forgotten what that letter said. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl, who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it said simply, Dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, while it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering, and I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. 
And I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. And I want to say tonight, I want to say tonight that I too am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960 when students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters. And I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream and taking the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1961 when we decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962 when Negroes in Albany, Georgia, decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. The black people of Birmingham, Alabama aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama to see the great movement there if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been in Memphis to see a community rally around those brothers and sisters who are suffering. I'm so happy that I didn't sneeze. And they were telling me. Now it doesn't matter now. It really doesn't matter what happens now. I left Atlanta this morning, and as we got started on the plane, there were six of us. The pilot said over the public address system, we are sorry for the delay. But we have Dr. Martin Luther King on the plane. And to be sure that all of the bags were checked, and to be sure that nothing would be wrong on the plane, we had to check out everything carefully. And we've had the plane protected and guarded all night. And then I got into Memphis. And some began to say the threats. I talk about the threats that were out. Uh, what would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life, longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we the people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And we back again. And we're live. Uh, 
sorry about all the jokes. We are, I'm zoned in and centered. Yes, we are. So, I have to do that to make sure I don't fucking smile. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, we just watched speech, uh, as you know, um, some of it was called the mountaintop speech, um, but it is also called if I had sneezed. So obviously he talks about a time where um, a black woman uh, stabbed him. And um, if he would have sneezed, he wouldn't be alive to this day. Or, yeah. I'm stupid right now. Um, oh, he'd, to still be, he'd still be alive if, uh, yeah, I think he'd be like in his 80s. So. Right. So, um, and so then he gets into um, a part of the story where um, a little white girl uh, sent him a letter, um, kind of explaining, I'm glad that you did not sneeze. Right. Um, and obviously, and then goes into, like you said, before we started filming the crescendo, um, into him talking about the mountaintop um, and that how, you know, his life could end today. And that's okay. Cause he's seen all that he can see. So um, yeah. So now we're going to be getting into, like I said before, talking about existential dread and then nihilism. So Nas, why don't we talk a little bit about nihilism? Uh, yeah. So let's, let's get into nihilism. So before we get into that, uh, yes, let's give you a quick reason on why we're doing this, and then we'll Please. we'll break down some definitions. Um, so quite often I'm dealing with clients with existential dread, and we're going to get into what that means and nihilism in a second. But people come after me, and I'm speaking to a lot of people that are highly intelligent. You know, ain't too many stupid people now worried about what's going on in life and, you know, all this stuff and the planet and all that, right? But people that are more ignorant and not bigoted ignorant, just ignorant, right? It's a simpler life. It's a it's an easy life. You can be just more about your own world. You don't have to worry about all these other things. People that have more intelligence, a lot of neurodivergent people that stick deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper meanings. What is this point? What is the meaning to life? What am I doing? What is it all leading to, Nazir? Well, fuck, I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me. You should probably talk to someone about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you for your wisdom, oh wise Dr. Nas. Um, and so I guess that's what we're going to talk about today, is how I use this speech to show that there is a purpose and there is a meaning. And I don't want to spoil it before I get into some of the funny business uh, that I do leading up uh, to this point in therapy about the meaning of life. Um, not that I know what it is, but I believe that there is meaning in everyone's life. Um, and so I just want to mention that most of my folks that come with me with this dread are usually neurodivergent. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's usually neurodivergent or extremely anxious, um, extremely, extremely anxious. And they just perseverate on social issues in the world, you know, global warming things, wars, how uh, marginalized identities are treated. They think about some of these bigger things. And they start talking about what's the meaning? Why am I am alive? None of this matters, Nas. What, what, why does it matter? Everyone will forget you within a few generations. And maybe no one will even show up to your funeral. So uh, it's like Coco. Remember, right? You, you're forgotten technically. When that last person remembers you or utters your name. So recently I was talking to a human that came to me with these issues. Uh, I very much care for this person. I very much think this is a wonderful human. And we talked about, you know, you, you die twice in life. You die once when your physical body dies. And then you die again when the last person says or utters or remembers you. I said, yeah, I feel like that's about right. Um, and so we talked about some of my mentors and how they'll be remembered for a while and how I've done therapy with thousands of people and how I might be remembered throughout them or throughout their children. Maybe it won't be stories, but I will have impacted them, but I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Um, I wanted some folks to kind of know what 
nihilism is first before we get into it because some of you might not even know what existentialism is i'll get into that i want spence to kind of go over the definition for nihilism and then existential dread and then i will do uh, just existentialism in general uh so spence i will kick it to you to kind of read off some stuff and then i'll vibe off of the first definition of nihilism all right so uh, we took a look at a website called verywellmind.com because uh, they have some good definitions about nihilism and then also existential dread. Uh, so nihilism is a family of views that works around the shared premise that there is no inherent value, meaning, uh, and order to life. And it is independent of the value of meaning we create. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that. And then they kind of get into also that you'll usually hear something like everything is meaningless uh, with when discussing about nihilism in mainstream culture. But while this statement is true, it is an oversimplification of philosophy. Um, in truth, there are multiple variations of nihilism, uh, with their own unique positions and views. It's intense. Um, me and my students have usually talked about two different versions of nihilism. Uh, and I think I've heard of a few other versions and it looks like there's a ton of them. We just Googled it and there's so many specifically today. We're looking at like this optimistic, uh, kind of like nihilism. Or the, 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 there's two versions of what we look at. With the nihilism where there's no meaning, and so I can do whatever the hell I want. And there's also the nihilism where, you know, there is no meaning, so I'm not going to do nothing at all. So there's the one where you you can, you like, choose to do a bunch of stuff because it has no impact. Or you choose not to just play the game. You don't play the game at all. You just check out. And I feel like a lot of people are in that. Do I do a bunch of stuff? Do I not do anything? Uh, and it can lead people to freeze, to panic, to literally mentally implode, depression, anxiety, OCD, uh, many different things. It can lead to relationship issues because what's the point? Or it can maybe leave you to be fully isolated the rest of your entire life because there is no point. Uh, it, it's, it's terrifying. If you think about it too hard, it's terrifying. You can glance at subjects like this, but don't look to, don't stare. It's always my advice. Glance, don't stare. Look, don't stare. Um, Spence, uh, go ahead and uh, read off some of that stuff about existential dread to give people a little bit more understanding. Yes. So in the same website, they have five different types of nihilism and they go into existential dread being that it refers to the negative feelings experienced by an individual when they begin to question their own purpose in the world, the meaning of life and uh, what comes after death. Who knows? Yeah, no one knows. Oh, no, it's not, it's, it's neither confirmed nor denied. This, this is true. <laughs> oh, but what about that one person that died and then came back and then they were like, Jesus, I saw him. Yeah. Light or some people be like, yeah, it was just darkness. And well, you know. uh, yeah, well, and so we hear about existential dread is there's this existentialism. Now, I'm oversimplifying a lot of stuff for me and Spence all right to make give people just a really simple context. And we don't want to right. get into deep, deep, deep philosophy because that can take hours, wonderful conversations. We don't have the time for that. Um, <laughs> existentialism, again, is uh, I like to use that in the office when we're talking about there's the spectrum. We all know about the spectrum on this podcast. Now, that's one good thing <laughs> we have. We, 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 we on this side, some on that side. It's all different. Spectrum. Um, I usually like, right, you have this this line, you have most of your people that are in the middle. Existentialism, the way I was taught it, is that you know, you've got these handful of people that believe that they can control everything and, and manipulate everything and take ownership of everything, and thus they feel comfortable and confident in that. They must do these things to get these outcomes. And then there's the other people way over here. They're like, eh, the world will happen. Jesus, take the wheel. It's fate. It's destiny. 
Um, and thus I don't really need to try. I really don't need to worry about a lot of things. Most humans are usually in the middle. Uh, they try to control as much as they can. Then they also know things will just happen. Those of us mm -hmm. that are in the middle are usually much more well, much more acclimated, much more grounded because we do our best. And also we know just shit happens. And so you allow yourself to be autonomous and to have the control, but also, you know, we allow human error. We allow misfunction to take place. And so we don't get super wrapped up. Now, if the control person, something bad goes awry, but I controlled for that. I thought of that. I planned for that. And it can cause a lot of anxiety, a lot of OCD. Um, and then you've got the other person that is kind of doing their own thing. And so they're not even playing by the rules, but then that can lead you into some deep sadness as well, because nothing means anything. And you have no control, no autonomy over anything. The world will just happen to you. Well, that sounds terrifying to me. The world will just happen to you. So you literally can't do anything. So now you're like the, this metaphorical victim of the world. I've seen clients on both spectrums. Uh, usually people that I work with, higher education, college, a little bit more anxious and lean more on the control freak side. So lean more on that side compared to the other side. Um, the existential dread is more of the meaning of life. So then again, we've got that spectrum that we talked about. Um, is do nothing because what's the point or do anything you want because what's the point and so people will come to the office and be like well what the f do I do shit I don't know <laughs> so just going to lead us into a little conversation and legit mm -hmm. on how I do therapy um before I get into that stuff, speech, have you ever, ever heard this this speech before? Speech? Uh, <laughs> That's my new name, speech. You ever heard this squeak? No, I should call you, is it squeak from basketball? Well, squeak. <laughs> um, have you ever heard this speech before? Um, the uh, mountaintop speech. Everyone's heard the I Have a Dream uh, speech. I've heard reference to it a lot. Um. I don't think I've actually heard the whole speech in itself, but I've definitely heard people talking about, you know, mimicking what he says about the mountaintop. Yep. Um, free at last, God almighty, free at last. Stuff like that. So, yep. uh, mainly heard reference to it and things like that, but have not actually um, heard the clip until now. Okay. Have you yeah. ever heard of this, if I had sneezed bit, have you ever heard of that? nomenclature anywhere else i haven't really heard of it um that's fine in any other thing um yeah i mean because everybody kind of goes to you know i had a dream dream usually yep um right some people will know that as the biggest speech and then others will say this is his more powerful speech depends right. i mean they're both wonderful speeches it's like how do you compare you know yeah. you know uh, Kobe, Kareem, Shaq, and, and LeBron, yeah. and it's, it's Jordan. It's how do you compare some of these greats? Just enjoy greatness. Yeah. Um, and so I actually never heard of it either, and I think I was reading a lot of Martin Luther King and a lot of Malcolm X like in 2016 because I'd just gotten out of graduate school. And I was just doing a deep dive, and I was going through autobiography after autobiography, and I was working on my speech skills, how to be a better mm -hmm. orator how to be a better public speaker and to work on my pauses. And, you know, I watched a lot of Obama things and, um, and I really resonated with the way uh, Dr. King spoke. And so I mimicked it, my neurodivergent self. And then I came across his speech and then I listened to it. And then I came across this clip uh, with all this music in it. And I was like, holy shit, I like have goosebumps and I'm ready to like fight. I'm ready to run through a freaking wall for social justice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember the human, I remember the first human I showed this to wonderful kid, uh, highly intelligent, very smart, ADHD is shit, probably neurodivergent as well in a great relationship with a great person has the life by the balls, metaphorical peaches and he goes, I see no meaning to life. I say, I see no point. I'm super depressed, super suicidal. 
I've tried to take my own life in the past. I've been working with you for a while. Then I was doing better, and now I feel like shit again. And, you know, on and off, I work with them. On and off, we've worked with medication and ADHD stuff. And Sam, I want to show you the speech. I'm going to email it to you. We're going to talk about it next week. Because this, this was, uh, I can't give away any more things, obviously. But this kid would appreciate things like this. Appreciate more theatrical things, more historical things. Neurodivergent folks really love history. Um, so we talked about it. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's emotional. And I was like, oh, I got some emotions out of you. So you do feel something in there, huh? It's not all just death. And so we talked about this nihilism. And what the fuck is the meaning? So. Um, I'll put you on the spot, Spence, real quick. You don't have to add any, anything super articulate because I didn't I didn't prep you for this. Um, just, you know, just be you. Just speak from the heart. So, and you, you already know how I feel about this question, so you don't have to feel weird. Um, do you think anyone else can answer this too or you can write it in the comments or you can write it in the reactions on Spotify. Do you think there is a meaning to life? That's a massive question. Um, Mm. we'll go with that okay and then the next thing i'll follow up with the um, martin luther king thing so do you think there is meaning to life do you right we've talked about nihilism and existentialism do you think that there is a meaning so we'll just stick with that i think yeah there is i think that it's it's what we really kind of draw um interest or power into right um for you could be you know working with those who are on the spectrum and making sure that they have a voice um to be heard on right um and then you know for me it's more of i'm trying to be the best at what i can do and then be happy living in a house on a farm somewhere where i don't have to worry about nothing um, I think it's, I think it's great when, uh, when we have a meaning that really has like a goal to it. I think if we have goals, I think it pushes us to really meet those goals and things like that. Um, but honestly, you know, I think it's just little things that we do, um, in everyday life that really gives, uh, ourselves meetings to anything. Um, cause, uh, whether it's, you know, hanging out with friends or being with family, people want to really get stuck on being known for the rest of like, facts, you know, for the end of time. And it's just who at this point who cares. Um, there's so many people in the world um, and especially people that have done amazing things that don't get credit for what they deserve, but they don't do facts. it for the credit. It's mainly they're doing it because they want to help those around them. So honestly, I mean, I think being able to help people around you or even making people laugh for like, you know, a couple minutes, that's something that's very important. So obviously it varies on your meaning because everyone's different, but yep. at the same time, um, there's always something you can grab onto and um to really capture to be the meaning of life it doesn't have to be this whole grand scheme of things it can just be little small things that you do every day or you know um as much as possible to get yourself not only happy with yourself but make sure that the people around you are actually being happy as well so yeah um hey are you a nerd do you like pins if you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. They have Power Rangers pins, Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. Interesting point that I, I bring up to people is you know, do you want to be known as someone? Most of them say yes. And most of them say, well, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know, you'll be forgotten. I said, okay, maybe. Um, and he said, even look at, look at these famous people. Like you said, 
you'll be you'll forget people don't even know who like Denzel is or they don't mm-hmm. know who some of the presidents are or or who some of the scientists are or yeah. that um you know who created you know these different sciences or soon people will even forget who Elon Musk is or uh, mm-hmm. who Bill Gates is people will forget who the Donald Trump uh George Bush, Obama, they won't remember those names really. It'll be an anecdote in history eons from now. Um, yeah. And they said these famous musicians, you know, you'll hear Taylor Swift, and uh, but, you know, 50, 60, 100, 200 years, it'll be a little tiny dot. Um, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So he said, you'll be forgotten. I said, I, so the kids go to me and they tell me, so what is the point, Nazir? If you would just be forgotten, what's the point? Why try? What am I running towards, Nas? I'm not good at anything. Can I ask, though? It's like... Go ahead. What does being remembered by, like, nobody's even matter? Especially if you're going to be dead, you know? It's like, why do I care? hundred years from now, somebody remembers me. Because I'm not alive to enjoy that. Isn't that the whole point is, you know, being popular is to be enjoyed while you're still here. And of course, people want to have their names in the history books. But I also think that, you know, it's it doesn't have to be that way. I think as long as you're remembered by your loved ones and, you know, you had a good time while you were here and you didn't hurt anybody in the process, who cares? Most of the people that tell me this, Spencer... They're the most magnificent individuals. Mm-hmm. Very kind, very anxious, very depressed. And everyone I've talked to in the case studies, and I've seen their friends or talked to them or had them in group therapy. I've heard stories mm-hmm. about and how they interact with other humans in the outside, outside of therapy. Mm-hmm. And they all say the same thing, that this person is awesome, fantastic. They're a joy mm-hmm. to be around. They, they, they help. They're empathetic. They're kind. This 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 was one specific human. The nicest kid, the greatest kid. I can't give away anything else, but he was such a good boy. And he helped so many people with mental health stuff on campus, and they were just awesome. Um and yet they see no meaning. And yet I've seen them save people's lives that tried to take their mm-hmm. own lives. Um mm-hmm. and this other human that I've worked with, it's Everyone says they're so awesome and that other people, younger students, open up to them and, and, and other people feel safe around them. I said, do you understand the power of this? I'm going to swear here. You stupid son of a bitch. Do you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you understand the most marginalized people that there are, LGBTQ, queer kids, neurodivergent kids, the, one of the most marginalized groups there are, and they feel safe around you. You don't even understand the potential you're wasting. I get angry at times. Your humanity. Not this stupid shit that you learned in class. Makes people comfortable. That's got no value. It's got no meaning, huh? It's got no fucking meaning. Okay. That's sarcasm, folks. Um, Because I believe it does have meaning. So like Spence said, maybe no one's going to remember you in a couple hundred years. That kid that fell safe with you for that first ten minutes? That was kicking the mm-hmm. shit with you and talking about science or or learning about bread or or art or whatever it was, or just felt cool enough to have a conversation about their day and the weather. You meant something to them. But people don't think about it like that. Some of these students mean something to me. But people don't think about it like that. So these people spent. I like your answer. I think many people will see your answer and like it's the small things. It's whatever brings you meaning. It's whatever you think that your purpose is. It kind of takes us back to the soul podcast that we did. It's kind of mm-hmm. what is your spark? My thing is, is life has many meanings, many purposes. It doesn't have to be one. Mm-hmm. One of my neurodivergent boys, I uh, he doesn't know what to do in life. And I said, join the fucking team. I want to work with athletes. I want to work with neurodivergent people. I want to work with poor people. I want to work with black and brown people. He said, you can't help everyone. I said, why not? He said, you just can't. 
You have to choose. And I said, who the fuck's the counselor here? He said, you can't help everyone this year. I said, I wish you could understand that. I know. I'm just fucking with you. I know that I can't help everyone, but I would rather die trying than to just sit and do nothing. I am not the existential type of person that will do nothing and avoid. I'm a, people that listen to this spot. We're going to get shit done and we're going to try and figure it out. And if we do it wrong, and fuck it, we're going to do it again. My meaning is not giving up. My meaning is bringing people joy. That's besides the point. So this human says, there is no meaning. Maya said, I agree with you. Most of my humans will say there is no meaning. I said, you come to the wrong motherfucker to think that I'm going to trick you out of this. I said, I think there's no meaning. Uh, for many of you that are listening to this, you can tune out now if you want to, if you're going to get weirded out. Um, but I'm going to lead up to something here. Uh, so trigger warning for some of you that are more depressed and more suicidal. Uh, you can continue, but be cautious. If this puts you in a weird mood or, or feeling, please make sure to know that to reach out to safe people, use your safety plans, ground yourself. And in a worst case scenario, text or call 988 and, and seek immediate support in the moment. Um, uh, please take care of yourself. Um, but I'm not fully sure if there is meaning. As we just joked about earlier, I think it's, you know, it could be the flying spaghetti monster that's controlling everything and everything that we do is a fucking video game. How the fuck do I know? Uh, I think that we'll all be dead soon. I think that maybe an asteroid will hit us in 2050. I think maybe global warming or bots, AIs will take over. Who knows? Maybe zombies. Uh, I think humans are uh, a plague at times. On the earth. Um, but I think just like the Transformers. There's many of us that are super fucking awesome. We're a great race. I think just like in uh, Secret Invasion. I, want, I don't want to give away a spoiler. But one of the characters said the humans are awesome. You just got to give them a chance man. As soon as you start working with them. Yeah. Ta shout out Talos. I love that word too. Yeah I know. Shout out to Talos. That's my dog. That's my dog. Yeah. He's pretty great. Yeah, I like him. I like the character or the character and actor. He's just good. Um, yes. We'll see what happens in the next two episodes. Uh, well, I really get sick with the population. And so does it have meaning? I don't fucking know. Sometimes I hope it doesn't have meaning. And that way all the suffering could just be done. But then it went for nothing. Whatever. I'm getting lost in the weeds. This is the yeah. conversations how we have in therapy. Yeah, We discuss and we, and we hypothesize and we philosophize. There is no right answer in therapy to this. If you look for it, it'll be like Bundersnatch, Black Mirror. You're going to keep looking and looking and looking, and you're going to go freaking insane trying to figure out the answer to finish the damn video game. Because there is mm -hmm. no ending, because there's multiple realities, and you'll never get to the end of it. You can just find your truth. So I always validate, maybe there is no thing. And, and maybe no one will remember you, but I'll remember you. And they go, no, you won't. Student called the other day on call. Say, hey, Nas, I don't know if you remember me. I said, I know who you are, asshole. Well, I, just, I haven't seen you in a while. I know who you are. I didn't just forget all of your data. You're like, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, welcome to the autism where I don't forget anything, which is awesome I for know therapy. That face. It's a dumb face, but I remember it. I yeah. remember it. The voice. Uh, I always remember it. Their voice, it's just very soft and funny and That's kind. Funny. I usually yeah. get the face. I'm usually with the faces. I'm just like, I know that face. I can track them anywhere. Like, if you walk down the street, I'll be like, I've seen you before. I know you. <laughs> I got you. You work at Papa John's? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Papa John's. <laughs> I've never even been in a Papa John's, but you know what? I remember it. You look like them. Um, oh no, I'm really good at faces, but specifically stories with clients. I'm really good at stories, and it's wonderful, and it's also scary because obviously I remember the horrible shit. Um, and so I said, I remember you, kid. I said, Look around you in this office. You see all the toys and shit in here? All gifts from clients. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I said, That one over there, that cat, that statue, got that at my brother's funeral. He sits with us. I talk about it all the time. His story will live on through me. Um, I got tons of memorabilia in here. And the boy goes, 
I'm going to put something in this room for you so that way you remember. I said, you're more than welcome to. I said, if it's a toy, it'll be played with until I die, until I quit. And he said, I got you. I said, you know, I already got the things in here, which you gave me, right? And I said, yeah, they're sitting right there. I said, you see them? They're magnets. They're nerdy mm -hmm. magnets, science magnets. Uh, they're elements. One's a Superman. So the, the, the element is uh, K, I think, for Krypton. And then the, I'm not sure if that's a fucking element or not. Um, I mean, it's a planet, but you know. Yeah. Just, and then the <laughs> the other one is uh, C for carbon. And I think it's a diamond. Uh, the image on it. Um, so you mean something to me? The funny story that I talked about that would uh, that I tell people about on how this person breaks bakes. You know, you're not supposed to bake. That's not in your my coding of a person that looks like you. It's like, that's fucking sexist. And I was like, yeah, well, calm down. <laughs> Call HR, you Nancy. Um, <laughs> uh, so moving on. Um, I always tell people, I'm going to send you this fucking speech. When we leave here, I'm going to send it to you. And then we're going to talk. So I send a speech, and right, oh, people always email me. And I usually respond. And this time I just responded differently. I said it was really good, and it gave me a lot to think about, the speech, the Martin Luther King speech. And there's a few parts I need to talk about. And I emailed back, and I said, I'm glad you never sneezed. And please never do. The world will be less without you. Please don't sneeze. Making sure that this person never takes their life, um, because there is no meaning. Making sure that there's always stuff you can do. So I'm saying don't do it. This is me as a human saying, you mean something to me. You mean something to all the people I've seen. Don't sneeze. Because if you sneeze, the knife will then cut your aorta, as Martin Luther King talked about. Right? And he wouldn't have had the impact. This speech is... I will not have a worldly impact. I cannot change the world. I am fucking no one. People would disagree with that. Just go with me here. I'm a nobody. Just some fool living in this speck of a world of existence. But I change people's worlds every day. Every day. If I make someone smile, Spence, if I make you laugh or you make me laugh, we have physically, chemically changed each other's neurons in our brains. I have physically changed you and you changed me today. But there's no meaning in that. This means nothing? No, it means something. Because then you go out and you say a few jokes to other people that me and you said, all right, maybe your day's a little bit better so you sleep better and maybe you treat this person better, right? It has a, a trickle-down effect, a domino effect, a butterfly effect, a ripple effect. It means something. Changing worlds means something. It's a fucking pyramid scheme. That's usually when my students laugh. I'm like, what? <laughs> I got some juice Maybe. for you. <laughs> Have you ever tried to sell keychains? <laughs> <laughs> Today's your lucky day. And then you just bring out like all the keychains. Like, ting, ting, ting. Uh, what, what if hey. I told you we got a pen that can cure the tism? Oh <laughs> uh, it actually might make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're being honest, yeah. You just rub it on your head. Ah. Uh. Am, good. am I neurotypical now? Nope, you're more autistic. <laughs> There's a, probably a correlation with the more pins and patches that you got on your, you know, your your stuff, the more tism that you got. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, this correlation. <laughs> yeah, plenty of people with a lot of patches and pins, and you're just like, I have no, yep. I know you. <laughs> I, I seen, I seen one person with a bunch of anime uh, character stickers on their actual <laughs> car. I'm like, I know you on the spectrum, kid. <laughs> I don't even know who's in that car, but I see some anime characters all over the car. I'm like, you on, you got this. Yeah. You got it going. How you doing? Hi, Dar. Um, these things have meaning, and I, and I remember someone told me when I was working at St. Mary's, they said, "You think you can change the world, huh?" Now we sat at dinner together. I never fucking shared dinner again with that person. Um, did you think you can change the world? He said, "Who do you think you are?" So I'm just some dude just trying to make a difference, man. Um, um, yeah, well, you're going to get real tired of that real soon. You're going to realize you can't do anything. It's like, yeah, 
Well, you're fucking miserable. Uh, go be miserable somewhere on somewhere else. I'm thinking in my head, I'll never be around you again. Because that's who you are, misery. Um, my boss told me, change worlds, kid. Worlds. That's what I've done. I said, that's what you're going to do. She said, that's what you're going to do. And I said, yes, ma'am. Let's do this shit. Um, so. Without Martin Luther King, without all the awesome people with him, behind him, all the wonderful women, black women, there is no Spencer as biracial. There is no me as biracial, getting college degrees, right? Uh, living decent lives, living without segregation. There is no me, uh, my mother getting off of a farm, probably, my, my father being in Flint. There, there is no us. There is no doctorate in his ear. There'd be too many barriers. There is no, you know, civil rights. There is no discrimination laws. There is no, you know, marriage equality. There is no women's ability to vote, right? There's so many different things that could happen without these things in life, people fighting and dying. Their lives meant something. Why? Because it made our life, Spencer, easy. We're on the podcast talking shit about movies. Yeah. Well, people, people had to die for this shit. You know how many autistic people made this computer technology and all that? You know how much their lives mean to me and you because we can connect and I can talk to my best friend's baby for an hour a day every day? That person, the people that helped make that technology, their lives meant something. I may not know their names, but their lives meant something. There's meaning in it. Just because you don't know the name, see, we're getting back to that thing, Spence, where you talk about... You know, maybe no one will remember you, but I know someone made this. Right. I know that peanut butter made by a black person. I know that chips was made by a black person. I love some chips. And peanut butter, boy. Yeah. I know there's a lot of stuff made by people, right? I know that mathematics is made by Arabs. I know astrology is made by Arabs. There's a lot of cool things that people don't know. Mm -hmm. It means something. I believe that there is meaning. Not just because we give it meaning, because it changes people's lives. In the grand scheme of things, does it mean anything? I don't fucking know. But I know that it helps people moving forward throughout this shitty-ass life that we live. So to me, that gives it meaning. So I believe that there is a purpose to life. And that the spaghetti monster that is my creator, go fuck yourself. You couldn't give me the fucking job at Baylor, man. You couldn't, you couldn't give me the job. Like you couldn't just had me talk a little bit better in the interview so I could have got the job. No, you made me go full Nas, son of a bitch. There was a button when I, my avatar was talking in the interview and it's like, stupid. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Talking All you. types of shrimp. <laughs> you ever had quick chicken? I'm a shrimp boat captain. <laughs> yep. I'll dance for you. Oh my god. <laughs> um nihilism. It's something. Uh it is something. So pause real quick. Yes. Awesome part in the in the speech is whenever people straighten their backs up, people can't ride you, people can't stand on you anymore, right? Because you're standing straight up. Right? Mm -hmm. They can't knock you down anymore. So remember that. Very powerful moment in the speech. Whenever humans straighten their backs up. One of my favorite parts. Always makes me think whenever you're down and you're ever on your knees, straighten up. Keep walking. And as me and Spencer just talked about last week, it's not a failure until you give up, homie. If you're doing a course correction, going to a different career, different job, not a failure. Of course, that's course correction. I think there is meaning. I also understand all the people that think there is not. I'm not going to say you're fully wrong. I'm just saying that we disagree, and I think that you have a larger impact that too, you're too fucking stupid to understand. And that's a Nas quote. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a shirt. You do them. Um, obviously, I love all y'all. Uh, but sometimes you just need to stop thinking so damn much. Or as I would tell some of my students, would you, you know what you need? They said, what? Medicine? I said, you need a shovel. What the fuck I'm gonna do with a shovel? Hey, you, I, you, I got hit you one good time. 
You 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 be one stupid motherfucker now. You be happy like as shit. Dunk. <laughs> uh. Stars floating around their head. Tweety Bird. <laughs> it's birdie. Um, well, I'm not even thinking about anything. I can't do math anymore, but I'm not thinking this. Cool. I'm happy as shit. Well, uh, IQ or intelligence is correlated with higher rates of anxiety because there's more things to contemplate. And so I make well, a funny can. joke to be like, what you need is a good, you know, knock into the head. Um, be a little dumb. Okay. Yep. Dumb. Or, you know, maybe some anxiety medication, a little bit of therapy, some grounding techniques. I mean, that'll work too. So, I mean, you got choices. Nah, use a shell. Shell. Here's it's a shell. Faster. This is a good it's one. A little bit it's quicker. A, it's straight from Home Depot. Probably a little cheaper too. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's instant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I agree with Spence. I agree with my other humans that I've worked with. And you know, the fucking thing is, is everyone agrees of a little bit and they keep going. They keep moving on. So the yeah. existential dread kind of goes away and they start to enjoy some of the small things. They maybe listen to me instead of their polluted mind at times that says you're worthless. There's no meaning. Everyone that you love will die and no one will ever remember that you existed. I steal that dramatic effect from Xerxes in 300 hmm. when he says you think people will remember you right you think people will, no one will remember you i will wipe your name i will wipe everything from the history books no one will even know you existed you had died for nothing that's why i love that movie because mm -hmm. the face in annihilation free men stood here there is meaning to life Uh, nihilism, son of a bitch. For those of you um, that have never heard this speech or Martin Luther King's speeches, check them out. Yeah. Uh, instead of watching all these motivational speakers that are just selling you snake oil, it's maybe, true. maybe very, true. very true. We're just selling you the same old shit. They're probably depressed Eat as hell too. Eat liver, people. Eat liver. Yeah. Um, so make it big and strong. Listen to all these. Uh, yeah, go listen to someone that actually rallied up a country and everyone hated him. They didn't love him until the end. He's played listen. out, man. He's played out. He's played out. Oh, there you go. Why would I listen to somebody who's, you know, who did? Who did, you know? Why would I do that? Yeah. You're right. Because no person before ever listened to philosophers, you know thought outside of the box instead of just you know trying to sell you something as i was reading his books i realized i went and bought all the books that he bought because he talks mm. about it all right he went and bought some books and then he bought all the books that those people read and so he started yeah. backtracking everything uh and yeah. so i decided to do that when i was in 2017 2018 2019 because i needed to know what made him the man that he was and why and how. And then you just end up picking up wisdom and reading and learning. And you can learn from athletes. You can learn from everyone. You can learn from the wise man. You can learn from the poor man. You can learn from your best friend. You can learn from your failed relationships. Every single action you can learn from. And it's all just a data point that leading you to the next step in the process of having an impact. And maybe your impact is just having some terrible Chinese food with your dad and your brother. There you go. And commiserating over it. And then looking at the menu and like, oh, they got chicken lo mein. Spence would like this. And then and then leaving the Chinese spot and then be like, Spence would not like this. And like, this is dog shit. Never coming back here again. Mm -hmm. Never coming back here. Or maybe I will come back and I won't tell Spence this is the place. Oh my I bet you will. I bet you will. I'm gonna come to Indiana. And he's just gonna be like, We're going to a Chinese spot. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. <laughs> um, I think I think that's about it. Uh, you know, therapy is. This is one of my favorite conversations, and I tell students, I said, I answer anything you got. I remember I was sitting in front of none but uh, Latinx students. So don't ask me one question, you know. It was like, oh shit, what's the question? What? You got a question? Who got a question? So one of y'all motherfuckers got a question. I said, don't ask me the meaning of life. And then, of course, what does one of them do? 
what the meaning of life? <laughs> you all gonna die. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, hey, this is your co-host Spencer, and I'm bringing you a special message from our collaborator, Silver Dollar Candles. They have great sense to go with great messages, just like best dad ever, true crime and chill, and my personal favorite, when this candle is lit, give me that You can also make your own candle and message that fits you. So go use our link in our link tree to get your order placed with silver dollar candles today. Existential dread, folks. Existential dread. Trauma brought to you by the fat man up front. He's a therapist. Yep. There ain't no point in trying, so just go back home, you maskins. And this is the end of the show. I need to preface that I am Mexican. I work at the Latin Cultural Center. They're not all Mexican, but whatever. Still hating Mexicans. It's the worst to see. It's the worst to see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it's it's always a fun topic, and there's always so much discussion philosophy. Mm -hmm. It's always nice to see on what people think they control or what remembrance or impacts small things. Always leads to a wonderful discussion, but the sad thing is, is neither one of you really get closure at the end of it. Like, so I'm just going to... philosophy, though. Yeah. Isn't that what just, like, philosophy is all about? It's just asking questions, seeing if something clicks, and if it doesn't, well, you just keep on philosophizing. Philosophizing. Yep. (laughs) That's what you do. You just think, and you think, and you think. Um... Mm. So, folks, good luck with your nihilism. Um, think about some of the things that we talked about. Please listen to this clip. Please suggest this to other people that believe there's no impact, no meaning. Think about all the people that allowed us to live the life that we live today. And maybe that makes things worse for you because you think about the atrocities. But I sure as hell will not pay respect and homage to the people that allowed us to get here. Their life had meaning. When my father's life passes, it has meaning. Everything I told my student, I said, you know, people think you're paying for a doctorate. Half this shit is convict music. It's shit from an old man, a wise old man and his wise old father from Lebanon. It's not the degree, kid. It's just experience and love. Uh, The degree is what I can call myself, but it's just love and experience and listening and... But I get this from Pops, and the person goes, well, I'm glad your father had that much of an impact. He said, do your students even know that th- this is your preaching, your teaching comes from him? I said, no, they don't know. Some of them know, but most of them don't. Hmm. He said, too bad your father doesn't know any of your students. I said, he does. He said, St. Mary's, yeah, he knew a handful of, of humans that I mentored, and he would uh, bring in pizza for the pizza parties when I needed it, right? And he talked to some of them, and, and some of them still send him letters now. Uh, I said, some students still send me letters. I said, I just had a student I worked with four years ago that sent me a tie for my graduation from my doctorate because I needed a blue tie. Some remember something. I impacted someone's fucking life. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, this is this is the talk. I can go on for hours about this. But me and Spence got to go to sleep. Yeah. 12 over almost one at your place yeah 1 a.m but we had to knock it out i wanted to get into this now before i forgot because nihilism gets brought up maybe three times a year with me with my neurodivergent Mm -hmm. students not much and so it finally came up and i'm like i need to do this if i actually show this youtube clip to multiple people i need to show it on the pod right people uh remember do the little things do the little things um and with that thank you for watching uh go check out our sponsors bub naturals cure hydration use the code dsp20 get 20 percent off uh go check out pinfinity you can get 20 percent off there too um dsp there it is look at that so pretty so pretty uh hey and maybe soon we'll have our own pins by them 
Hey. Um, and then also go please check out our candle sponsor, uh, Silver Dollar Candle Company. Uh, every one of these are in the link tree. So you click on them and then you can use the discounts that are connected to them. Uh, also go check out our merch. We have some great things in there, including our mental health university line, multiple shirts, multiple sweatshirts. It's a little hot. So probably stick with the shirts. Um, and then also check out our, uh, resources for self-help. Um, a lot of things in there, go check it out. And if you do use any of those resources, please tip, please tip. Cause, uh, Nas put a lot of work into that. So that would help a lot. Uh, and with that, uh, I'm Spencer. That's Nas. This is a different spectrums podcast. Bye everyone. Much love. Do your thing. Take care of yourselves. Or don't. That's up to you. Go make some meaning out there, people. Peace. Bye.